Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man. 50. <laughs> JR. B-Day boy. <laughs> Man, I feel like money. Man, I feel like money. All right. Welcome back to Draws and Fades, episode 39. Preview of the Sanderson Farms Championship at Country Club Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm your host, Owen Vrabel, joined by my co-host, Matthew Miller. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. And producer, Nick Boss. How's it going, folks? So we are back off of a Corrales Punta Cana resort <laughs> victory from Hudson Swafford last week, which um, can safely say that we did not predict. But we also said we didn't really you know, have that great of a feel for it last week. So obviously we threw a couple feelers out there, safe to say that not many of them had too much of a chance, although I will say Luke List played pretty well, and he ended up finishing T8, but I didn't have a top 10 or a top 20 on him, anything like that, so pretty disappointing on Saturday, because I kind of had a, I, on Friday afternoon, I was like, oh, Luke List, maybe we're in this. <laughs> uh, didn't close the door. Hudson Swafford wins at minus 18. Tyler McCumber, Mackenzie Hughes played okay. Um, not a very noteworthy leaderboard, but uh, yeah. We're on to Sanderson Farms this week, so we will preview the course um, and give you some past champions. There has been some changes over this over the course of this tournament's existence. Um, just last year, it turned from an alternate event to a now full-on PGA Tour event, where the FedEx Cup points are, you know, much more applicable this week. So we do have. We'll get into the preview of the course, and we'll get into the odds list, and we do have some bigger names back this week. Still. A relatively thin field in terms of the top players in the world. Um, and Scotty Scheffler is the outright favorite, so that kind of gives you a little bit of uh, criteria there. And Louis Ossie's already withdrawn. So we'll give you our picks this week. And, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at draws underscore n underscore fades, and we'll get you our outrights, top 10s, and top 20s out this week. So, yeah, boys, we are in Sanderson Farms now, second event of the year, um, which is still obviously all chopped up and everything. But, hey. We're back. How you guys feeling? Not much going on last week, Matt, but Hudson Swafford does win. What are your thoughts heading into this week? Yeah, pretty gross week last week. Um, we didn't have much action on it, luckily. I had Detri hung in there for a little bit, but didn't do anything on the weekend. So pretty happy to have that in the rear view mirror moving forward. Um, looks like it's pretty open event again. I mean, Scotty Scheffler... 
probably safe to say the best player in the field. Um, but you know, he's coming off COVID too. So pretty, yeah. Coming off that positive COVID test. So pretty wide open field. <laughs> yeah. Who knows how that affected him? I mean, we didn't, I didn't hear that he was actually sick or anything, but, uh, he's definitely the deserved favorite in this field. Um, not many guys of his caliber that played as well as he did down the stretch of last season. So it's interesting seeing Scotty at 10 to one. We obviously were getting used to seeing him in the thirties, forties, but in this field, Besides maybe Sung Jay, obviously Doc Redman, maybe some not really that many bigger name guys that are kind of on the come up. But Scotty is the favorite. So that was kind of the first thing I saw. I saw when I looked at this board. Yeah, a lot of unproven names up top. I mean, even if you look at like the top six, Will Zalatoris, Sam Burns, um, Sung Jay's the most established of all of them. But even so, he's, you know, a young guy that isn't typically a favorite in a golf event. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he's got one career win, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, pretty wide open board. Um, no, it's actually crazy. The top of the board in particular, um, Redmond, Burns, Ben on, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, you know, Mumios and Ian both have one career win. Not a lot of wins up there. You know what I mean? A lot of guys that are highly high, high on the odds list with not, not a lot of, you know, winning weeks to speak of. So, it's definitely a wide open week, and there are some veterans that are here, like Stenson and Zach Johnson, uh, Snedeker's here, Charles Schwartzel, so uh, Sergio, your boy Sergio is here. Sergio. So yeah, like I said, definitely a, a, a better field than last week, not even close, but still some up and comers trying to prove themselves, and some some you know veteran guys trying to sneak some points in early. I think uh, so. It's going to be an interesting week We're in Mississippi. It seems like a pretty cool course. Um, and yeah, I mean, Matt, you want to get into the course preview a bit? I guess we are in Mississippi, like I said, and there have been some changes to this event since its, you know, inauguration back in, I believe, 1968. Yeah, right. Like you touched on um, a little bit earlier, it has recently changed from an alternate event to a full PGA Tour event, which means the 500 FedEx Cup points are on the line for winning. And also a 2021 Masters invite is up for grabs. So. Ooh. Yeah, for the younger guys, that's something a little extra to play for. Some motivation yep. there. Um, and the purse is actually $2 million more than it had been previously. So some more money out there to be won as well. Yeah, so um, I think you know there's some motivation out there for these guys. Some past winners of this course last year, Sebastian Munoz won at uh, minus 18. Cameron Champ won in 2018 at minus 21. Ryan Armour in 2017 at minus 19. And 2016, Cody Gribble at minus 20. So not really uh, some strong names winning. No. The winning score tending to float around minus 20. I think we'll see something in that range again this week, maybe a little bit lower. It's a stronger field than some past years. Um, as you noted, it was an alternate event previously. But if you're considering taking a long shot this week, you'll be happy to know that um, you'd have to go all the way back to 2011 to find a winner of this event that was inside 66 to one. So there's been some deep, some deep winners on the odds list uh, in the past, you know, decade, really. Yeah, that is good to know. It's interesting that Sebastian Munoz is at like 30 to one. Um, I mean, he did win here last year. He is the defending champion, but other than that, uh, down the stretch, they're kind of underwhelming for the most part. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's <laughs> a little bit. 
I don't know how many it, people are going to be on him at 30 to one. Yeah. And I will say though, I mean, the last two years and specifically last year, you know, it being the first year, not being an alternate event. I think the field is going to continue to get a little bit stronger year after year. And some of the events that were held during the time that these, um, that Sanderson farms was held was the WGC, um, from 2004 to 2018, the Open Championship from 2011 to 2013, Ryder Cups, President Cups, another WGC from 2003 to 2006. So a lot of big events where a lot of the top players in the world wouldn't be attending the Sanderson Farms because there is an alternate shot, an alternate event for the PGA that week. But now I think we're going to see some bigger names. I mean, also it's obviously already started this year, but in terms of former champs, I think it's kind of hard to look at the the correlation because I think there's a probability that the better players have a are going to win this week and they haven't played here in the past. So I agree with you. And um, I was a little bit wary this week too, of looking at just kind of past leaderboards just because the guys played well here in the past, you know, this feels a lot stronger. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be doing the same thing this year. Right. Um, as far as, you know, things to look for this week, statistically, I think it's going to be a big T to green week. Um, you know, we like to look at ball striking and approach a lot, but uh, five of the last six winners here have been top ten in green regulation. It's usually a recipe for success anywhere, but I think in particular this week, um, Tita Green is going to be big. Something that's kind of interesting to note, the last four winners uh, were all top five in strokes gained putting, but that being said, if you look at the guys who have won, they're not necessarily good putters. They just putted well for the week. Munoz last year, who's 94th in strokes game putting for the year. Cameron, Cameron Champ. Champ obviously is a weak putter, um, and he won in 2018. So just looking at that stat, I think you have to be a little bit careful. You don't necessarily need to be a good putter to putt here well this week. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, even if you look at Carlos Ortiz putted well here last year. Um, but I will say that the good putters – happen to translate well here too i mean harris english played puttered well here last year jt poston puttered well um so yeah i am in agreement though i think t to green is going to be important uh this week even last year if you look at guys that were top 10 in strokes in t to green you're going to find ben on harris english sung jm carlos ortiz dylan fratelli jt poston who all finished inside the top 10 uh, munoz obviously won he was like 15th in strokes in t to green um, but he putted the lights out. So, again, it could be an anomaly week where a guy who doesn't putt well gets hot. So, you are, oh, as always, we're looking for ball strikers. Um, and in this field, we I think we have a pretty good lot to pick from. Um, maybe not the odds we're used to seeing these guys at, but that's what we get when you're at the Sanderson Farms. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we've got a good week ahead of us. Back I'm, off of kind of a mini break again, and now we're back. Yeah, I'm excited. It's there's a lot of guys that we enjoy picking for, you know, top twenties and stuff that we now can pick to win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like we said, I think this is relatively wide open and there are a lot of guys that could get into contention here and a lot of guys that are looking for maybe their first career win, maybe their second career win. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of hungry dogs out there this week. We just gotta find the right ones. So I guess getting to the odds list, um, and do it to note, I think, I don't know if we noted this, it is Bermuda Greens this week, so... Yeah, we that, good call. There are some putters who happen to, you know, have some great history on Bermuda. I'm definitely interested in looking at their putting statistics on Bermuda, um, because there are guys that certainly can get hot that may not necessarily pop off at, an, at other courses, so... 
Um, that being said, we'll get into it. Scotty Scheffler, as I said earlier, inside 10 to 1 on most books. Um, and he's your outright favorite this week. And Louis Usaysen, like I said, who was at like 12 to 1, I believe, he actually withdrew. Um, not exactly sure why, but he did earlier today. We are recording on a Monday. So, um, yeah, Louis just called it quits early. Didn't even want to head to Mississippi. I don't know. He, so it did, it did affect the odds a little bit. Um, from what I can tell, it seems like a lot of the guys in the mid-range value got a little bit less because um, one of the top guys kind of is obviously not playing. So with the withdrawal of Louie, the other guys that are under 20-1 to 1 are Sung J M and Will Zalatoris. So that is, I mean, that's a motley crew for being under 20-1, under to 1, that's for sure. We got a guy who's played most of his career in the Corn Ferry Tour, um, a guy with one career win, and a guy with no career wins. So... Um, yeah, Matt, I don't know if any of these would interest you at all. I can't imagine they would because we're typically not in this range, especially at a tournament like this. But I will say Scotty Scheffler checks a lot of boxes this week, and I am a little scared that he could run away with this. I'm with you. Um, I can't pick any of them based on the value, but if there were, you know, if my life depended on it and I had to pick a winner, I'd probably pick Scotty Scheffler. Um, I think yeah, he is the best chance to win and that's why he's a favorite but i'm not gonna bet him inside 10 to 1 yeah no i 100 percent agree it's like uh i mean in this field strokes gain t to green in the last 24 rounds he's first strokes gain approach in the last 24 rounds he's first birdies gained in this field he's second uh he's i mean yeah he's gonna be a problem this week so but all we can hope for is that scotty's not putting well you know what i mean and he's i mean he's he'll definitely get more opportunities than not but if he's not putting well which he's not been putting well on Bermuda recently and is not you know, known to be really a hot putter anywhere. Um, kind of just fade Scotty this week at that number. But if I were to pick between him, Wills out, Torres, or Sung Jae M, I'm definitely going Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, that's, I'm with you. Yeah, because in comparison, Sung Jae's stats, not, you know, not nearly as impressive as Scotty has been over the last you know, month or so. So. Um, yeah, I guess that pretty much takes care of that. Will Zalatoris, obviously, have, we have not talked about much because he's kind of on the come up here from the Corn Ferry Tour, but clearly the kid's got some good game. I mean, he finished sixth at the U.S. Open and then eighth at Corrales in back-to-back weeks. He's getting off to a pretty nice start coming off the Corn Ferry Tour. So I certainly can't say that the 18-1 to 1 seems justified, but <laughs> he's definitely playing some good golf. He's, he's playing really good golf, hitting the ball really well. Seems to be a very consistent ball striker. Um, and maybe a guy that we're going to get used to being, you know, relatively around in these type of events. Yeah, we never really even got a chance to catch a number on Will Zalatoris. I mean, he comes off from the corn ferry and he's just immediately toward the top of the board. So yeah. um, I am probably just not going to be taking him for a while until he starts <laughs> slipping down there. But he's definitely a good player. Yeah, I mean, unless Will Zalatoris takes on the world on the storm, like Colin Moore Cow or something like that, and just starts winning everything, like. I'm not taking him at 18-1. It's just not happening. <laughs> um, so we're now quickly getting into some names that we're not used to seeing this high up on the board. But Ben Ahn is at 27-1. to 1, And he's in a grouping of Doc Redman, Sam Burns, and Sebastian Munoz that are around the 25-30-1 to 30 to 1 mark. Um, it's definitely interesting, like I said. It's not a typical place for these guys, although in these type of events with not a stronger fields, these guys are all very dangerous. So, Matt, I know 
we've talked about these guys a bunch. Doc, Sam Burns, Ben on. We've picked them plenty of times. <laughs> Any of these guys popped you this week? And what are we looking at? I'm. It's tough to bite the bullet on any of them with the number under 30 to 1, but they feel dangerous. It does suck to see guys that, you know, we're usually seeing deeper down in the list, you know, sometimes even in the 70s and 80s, now kind of near the top as favorites. But I'm going to bite the bullet on Doc Redman this week. Um, All right. Had a feeling. Yeah, I've been picking them, you know, a lot, but he's been playing pretty well. When you talk about ball strikers, when he was 30th off the tee last year, 11th in approach, uh, 37th tee to green, yeah, he's not the best putter. But um, when you're talking about, you know, guys who are good off the tee and an approach, Doc Redman really fits that mold. He had some good finishes toward the end of last year. Um, he's coming off a third at the Safeway. He had a third at the Wyndham in August, and he was 29th in the PGA Championship. He played here last year. He came 52nd, but he has a little bit of experience here, so I don't I think that's going to help, if anything. Um, he obviously is not, you know, a bad fit for the course. So just a little experience I think will help him out. Um, so I'm going to start my card with him this week. All right. Doc Redman, first first guy out there. I, I'd i like to pick. Like I said, I think this is kind of a dangerous territory, guys, of guys that are young and hungry and looking for those first career wins. Um, and you can definitely go low. It's just kind of – what kind of golfer are you going to get? But he does have two top fives, obviously, in his last three starts, which is nice. And in this field, Doc Redmond certainly has the ability to do it. So I, I like that pick. I've definitely considered him. But with the way I'm shaping my card, I'm going to go with Sam Burns at 27 instead. Okay. I did consider taking both of them, I will say. Um, but, yeah, I really do like what Sam Burns has been doing recently. Um in his last 24 rounds in this field, he's eighth in proximity to the hole. He's uh, ninth in strokes gained putting in his last 24 in Bermuda in this field. 11th in tee to green. 12th in birdies gained. Sam Burns is a guy that can definitely go low, and he's played pretty well um, in the last few months. Uh, he's got top 20 at the workday, finished 17th. Top 20 at the Wyndham, finished 13th. Top 10 at the Safeway, finished 7th. Um, and then it's kind of mixed in a couple of missed cuts and a, and a bunch of other top 50s. So Sam in this field seems about as dangerous as anyone. It is weird taking him under 30 to one to win a golf tournament. Um, but I'm going to take it. Sam Burns this week. I'm hoping to get a hot putter. He, I mean, he putted okay at Safeway. Again, two strokes putting, you know, a few weeks ago. But um, Bermuda, I'm hoping it's his thing. It's his best surface to putt on. So Sam, let's get hot this week, buddy. 27-1. I like Sam Burns a lot. I was between him and Redmond. Um, you know, Both young, of, young guns looking for those first victories. You know? Yeah. I, Both under I went, 25. I, yep. I ended up deciding on Doc, but I like Sam Burns' game a lot. Um, he almost had it at the Safeway, too. It looked like he was in control. I mean, he had that lead on Saturday at that tournament and just really didn't do much on Saturday. I think he shot even par and kind of um, – took himself you know out of control of that tournament but he's a good he's a good young player um i think he's due for a win very soon so, also no, notable it, college football is back and sam burns went to lsu big football school doc redmond went to clemson so good vibes college football is back maybe they're excited you know what i mean yeah i and we're down in fcc country mississippi <laughs> exactly they're gonna, <laughs> feel, they're gonna feel right at home um so yeah sebastian munoz at 30 to 1 i kind of just looked right past. I I mean, granted, 
it is impressive he won here last year. It was the first non-alternate event, so, you know, it was the best field that this event had seen. He won, but I, I think, like you mentioned earlier, it may have just been a case of he caught a hot putter the right week. Um, it's obviously his only win on the PGA Tour, but he is a defending champ, but 30-1, to 1, not, not for me. Yeah, I'm out on that number with Nunez. Yeah, so <laughs> we're now we're now in between thirty and forty to one, and there actually are a bunch of guys now between thirty and like sixty-five to one. But uh, this next group of guys: Adam Long, Brian Harmon, Stenson, Connors, Grillo, Zach Johnson. Uh, between thirty-three, they're actually all between thirty-three and thirty-four to one. So they're all around the same number. Ugh, I mean, this is brutal brutal because connor's and grillo i i could i could convince myself to take them but i'm not because those numbers suck tell me i'm right you're right <laughs> okay <good. laughs> the ball striking is obviously there it just feels like a place that they could potentially win at but 34 to 1 not not great uh did anyone jump out at you in this section um stenson and zach johnson some of the veterans that are playing this week it's an interesting grouping here in between 30 yeah, and 40 i mean it is interesting seeing just looking at the caliber of players, seeing Stenson, you know, in the same range as Adam Long and <laughs> below Munoz. Um, but none of these guys really stood out to me that much. I considered Fratelli a little bit of 41, but ultimately passed. Um, I'm going to go a little bit deeper for my next pick. Do you like any of these guys? Um, not, not especially. I did surprisingly consider Zach Johnson. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's crazy. He actually checks checks out for this course. He putts well on Bermuda. Um, he's fairly accurate off the tee. So he, I, that is something we didn't really mention too much of. I think that it's not the rough isn't going to be horrible, but I think fairways hit are going to be pretty important this week. Um, judging off of last year, guys that were more accurate off the tee that gained more strokes off the tee were obviously doing a little more damage. So. It's interesting, Zach Johnson. Again, the number kind of sucks. He's what? He's 43 years old. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to take that at 34 to one when I, you know, consistently he has not played that well over the past couple of years. So. No, I'm with you. You're taking a shot in the dark that Zach Johnson's going to win a fucking tournament this week. I just. Yeah, yeah. it seems like when he plays well, it's just kind of out of nowhere. It's not. It's hard to predict with him. So at 34 to one, it makes it very tough to trust um, a guy in that range. But that being said, I mean it's hard to really trust anyone this week. So. Yeah, and he did come out number one in my modeling, which is great. So, um, yeah, gonna look, maybe look past that, but he did finish <laughs> there. So, uh, trying to convince myself to stay away from him. But yeah, Stenson didn't appeal to me. Um, uh, Brian Harmon, I did actually take a few looks at. Um, I, again, I I don't know if he checks enough boxes to be a thirty-three to one. It's it, it, this actually these guys in this number range. I just thought the value wasn't as it's just not great personally. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm bouncing on this whole this whole tier here. Um, but I probably Owen Brain. I'll eventually take Emiliano Grillo for like a top ten or something. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, because yeah, like I said, him and Connors definitely um, could go very low here um, if they can get their putters going. But we say that every time we take them. So. Um, yeah, and these 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 group of guys are also the guys that kind of got affected by the Louis withdrawal. Um, so, the next group at 40, 40 to one: Bud Cauley, Ches Reeve, Dylan Fratelli, Luke List, Siwoo Kim, all at forty-one to one on Fanduel. Any of these guys, Matt, pop off to you? Um, Luke List played decently for me last week, I will say, and but uh, 
41. I don't know. 41 to 1. What do you think about these guys? I think these guys start to get a little more appealing. Um, again, I passed on this group, but I think they're a little more justifiable. Really, all well, Revi, Fratelli, List, and Kim are all somewhat interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Dylan Fratelli. Yeah, oh man, now you're going to talk me into Fratelli. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, but. I yeah, like well, a lot. Um, well, I'm I'm on the fence now. I I told myself to not take Doc Redman earlier, so I kind of gave myself a little bit more room to add someone here. And Fratelli definitely, ah, it, it's I mean his recent form is not great, but he definitely fits this course well. And he played well here last year. He was right. sixth, I think. Yeah, he finished sixth. Yeah. He finished sixth here last year, and at the first um, non-alternate field event. So, um, in his recent form. Again, like I said, not great, but he does he does do a lot of the things that you need to do well here. Well, I mean, he's fifth in tee to green in the last 24 rounds in this field, 30th in approach. Um, he's pretty good at, on Bermuda. He's 26th um, strokes gained putting on Bermuda on this, in this field in the last 24 rounds. So Dylan Fratelli, kind of a shot in the dark at 40 to 1. Not a great number for Dylan, but... <laughs> dangerous he's dangerous and this, yeah he's and won this field, before on the tour yeah and in a field where not a lot of guys have so maybe that experience helps him on sunday um but i to give him some credit he has played pretty well besides the northern trust recently um in his last since july 19th at the memorial 22nd 18th at the 3m 33rd at the pga 20th at the Wyndham, and 33rd at the bmw so he's making cuts and cash and checks he just hasn't really got himself near a victory but this week feels like could be the week for Dylan, and he'll definitely be on my card for either a top 10 or top 20, depending on the value there when those numbers drop. So, Dylan Fratelli, there he is. I might jump on board with that with you. I'm going to see how it shakes out at the end, because I'm going to see how many guys I add during the show. Um, right. But anything, anything could happen. But I yeah. 40, this number, though, yeah, it was Luke List, I, I considered again, but hard to put Luke List on your card two weeks in a row. Um <laughs> And feel feel like you're doing yourself any service. So <laughs> Luke List is off this week, but I will note to the fans that I thought about it. Um, <laughs> Fifty to one, we're at now, boys, and this is where I think it starts to get a little interesting. Um, Lucas Glover, Charles Schwartzel, Carlos Ortiz, Sepp Straka, Pat Perez, Sergio, C. Wu's number has actually moved up considerably. Um, Charlie Hoffman. Zing Zun Zhang um, is kind of that next tier between 45 to 55 to 1. Any of these guys, Matt, pop off to you? And I, we, yeah, we kind of skipped through Si Wu Kim, but he is at 41 to 1, surprisingly, and he opened at mid in the mid 50s. So I don't know if people, people maybe hammered Si Wu Kim. I don't <laughs> people know. People are on Si Wu. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, I guess he played pretty well at the end of last year, but. He did. He definitely did. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's. It seems like he's just due to be bad now for a while. Yeah, yeah. He missed but, the cut of the U.S. Open, so he's, maybe he started already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this range, yeah. I mean, they're, <coughs> they're begging me to take Sergio, and I'm gonna do it. Um, really? Oh, yeah, no. 55 to one. Uh, I mean, he's probably in what's the worst stretch of his career um, right now. But, and he's putting so bad, but the ball striking is still there. I mean, he's third in strike scan off the tee last year and fourth tee to green. 
That's like, insane, that's actually. If you look at the odds, like, he's just putting so bad. But if you look at the odds list and you see Ben on at 27-1 to and you see Corey Connors at 34-1, to Sergio is basically the same guy at, at this point as them, just more pedigree. And you can get him at double the number. I'm going to have to do it. It just doesn't seem right for him to be at this number in this field. I don't think he's completely done yet. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to take a shot on him. Yeah, that's that's a scary proposition, Matt. Um, I'm not, I will not be joining the Sergio train this week, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't not take him, I guess. He's your guy. He's at a pretty good number in a shitty field. Why not? And like you said, I do kind of agree with those putting points. Ben on... Corey Connors, Grillo, bunch of guys that do not sink putts whatsoever at under 40 to one. And you get a uh, guy who's proven to win at a much better price. So the way you phrase that makes it sound good. But again, I don't, think, <laughs> I, don't think he has a, I don't think he has a shot in hell at winning this week. So there's that. Um, I could like someone in this range. Uh, Sergio. Um, Did I just sell you on Sergio? No, no, you didn't. No, no, no. No, no. Um, and actually, I don't think I'm going to take this guy out, right? But Carlos Ortiz is going to be in my card this week. Um, I love the guy's game. You know, talked about him a lot last year. And now we're at a tournament where he actually has some success. He finished third in 2019 and fourth last year. Um, yes, I think he likes it here, clearly. Um, and, you know, he did fade a little bit towards the end of last year. He had a, a stretch where he missed the miscut mis- at PGA, miscut at Wyndham, miscut at Northern Trust. But it seems like he's kind of figured it out a little bit. 25th at the BMW and then 46th at Safeway. Um, so I'm hoping that in this field, I think he can definitely crack another top 20. And depending on the odds, top 10 might be too juicy not to take. <laughs> and I think, I mean, for a sprinkle, I was hoping for a better number. Uh, 50 to 1 doesn't really intrigue me for Carlos. But I mean, if I'm gonna put, if I'm gonna take him for a top ten, I may, might as well put a little sprinkle on the outright. Um, <laughs> which is weird because I do I have a couple guys that are a little bit below him that I like better to win. So it's interesting. But Carlos Ortiz, nonetheless, will be on my card this week. And yeah, he needs to definitely pick up his game, tee to green, and approach to have a shot this week. <laughs> but <laughs> like I said, his game, he had three missed cuts in a row before the last two events. So. Maybe it's maybe he's turned it around a bit, but yeah, fifty to one to win, not the best number. I do like Carlos though. I, I will say, just doing a little research before the odds came out, I was like pretty convinced I was going to pick Carlos Ortiz for a top twenty, and then I saw he was. I mean, fifty to one, it just sucks. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's basically it has to be based on his course history here. Um, like I said, I mean, it's not like he's blown the court the the fields away and anywhere else he doesn't he doesn't have a top 20 in however long i don't even know <laughs> since february so and that was when he played well in the wc in mexico his home country so yeah <laughs> it's been a, it's been a weird ride because i did like him at the beginning of last year and he played well in this stretch um where he maybe this fourth. is just his time of the year maybe because he finished fourth in sanderson's farm last year fourth at the houston open um second at the ohl so i don't know it's interesting. Carlos Ortiz at fifty to one feels like someone's pulling the sheet over my eyes here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so. like I'm selling him a little bit, um, but you know, in this field, anything's possible. Yeah, that's where we're going with this week. Uh, anything is possible, Carlos Ortiz. So, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we're now at, what, like 60-1? to one? I don't know if there's anyone else in that territory you liked, Matt. Zingjun Jang has been pretty, played pretty well recently. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him, but 55-1 to one is not where I typically see him. At. Yeah. Um, he's about double that in those fields. Similar which is why Luke, I like him, but... Yeah, similar to Lucas Glover, I considered him, but 50-1 to one again... I, I I almost tricked myself into it. I told myself to stay away from Lucas Glover, stay away from Lucas Glover, and all of a sudden he's on, he's right in my face and I go on and I almost take it. But I'm holding strong, not taking Glover to win. I may add him to a top 20 card depending on the, the odds there. Um, but yeah, I think things start to get a little more interesting once you get over 60 to 1. Brent Snedeker starts off 65 group where we have at least like 12, 12 guys here. Sneds. Brian Stewart, Chesson Hadley, Denny McCarthy, JT Poston, Matthias Schwab, Nick Taylor, Rory Sabatini, Russell Knox, and Stuart Sink, and Tom Lewis, your boy Tom Lewis. <laughs> Those guys are all at 65 to 1 on FanDuel Sportsbook. I think that grouping of guys, pretty good numbers for. I mean, again, you're not typically putting money on these guys and expecting a victory, but in this field, you, I think you got a pretty good shot, and I think you're getting pretty good numbers here for pretty quality guys. Um, so is anyone in this territory, Matt? I have a feeling there may be there may be at least one here that you like. Um, yeah, sixty-five to one, pretty good group. It's a good group. It's an interesting territory. Uh, I'm gonna go with the postman, JT Poston. Um, I like think it. his number is a bit of a mistake for him. I don't know why he's sixty-five to one. Um, I mean, that's what he you know kind of typically is. But in this field, it doesn't really make sense that you know I get some of these guys have been playing well, but there, I got a lot of the guys that he's typically you're, around. It's not like list. you're offended. You're offended for him. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit offended for him. I mean, a lot <laughs> of the guys that he's typically around on the odds list are in like the 20s and 30s, and they still just stick him at 65. Um, he's won before on tour. I mean, he's not a bad fit here. He's an accurate driver of the golf ball. He's good around the green, and he can get really hot putting. Um, the irons are a little bit hit or miss, but he was 11th here last year too. So yeah, Bermuda is his favorite. His favorite uh, green. To, to put on too as well yeah so. i think this is i'm yeah i'm a little bit offended for the postman this week to be completely honest and yeah. i'm gonna take advantage i think this is great value for him in this field and i'm all on board yeah i, I see definitely his name snuck up to me um as definitely a top 20 play so he's gonna be on my card as a top 20 i don't think i'll take him to win just because i'm i don't really have room because i do like a couple other guys in this territory um <laughs> But yeah, I think Poston, like I said, I think this group of guys is 65 to 1. Certainly uh, good numbers. And Poston, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, has played well here as well, no? Or yeah, he was 11th last year. So, definitely got the course history. He's played here four times, made the cut. Uh, yeah, Poston, I think it's a pretty good number. It's 65 to 1. I have a couple guys in this range that I'm going to take, Matt, and it is going to start with Chesson Hadley, <laughs> <laughs> okay. which I guess at this point may not even be a surprise, but. Another guy who puts his best on Bermuda, um, kind of checks a lot of the boxes for me this week in terms of what he can what he can do when his game is on, um, which you know does tend to get away from Cheston sometimes. But um, a guy that can get birdies at the best of in this field, he's second in birdies gained over his last 24 rounds. Um, like I said, puts well on Bermuda. Strokes gain approach, he's 28th in this field. Um, seventh in proximity, which I do like. So I'm hoping he gets a lot of opportunities, hits a lot of greens in regulation. Hopefully he con- continues to drive the ball well. Um, if he does all those things, he's going to have a shot this week. Um, he hasn't finished particularly well recently. I mean, he finished 14th at Safeway, 
which is, I think, encouraging. Um, they made the cut at the U.S. Open, also encouraging. But, I mean, really nothing great to speak of in the past year or so. I mean, he's got a couple top 20s. Um, so, I think maybe a fresh start for Hadley this year. 65-1, to one, first event back for him. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling a big time performance from Hadley this, Hadley this week. So, hey. It's a, it's a name I've said before, and he can – I mean, he gained five putts, five strokes putting at Safeway. So if he can do that again, I think he's got a shot. I've said it before, too. <laughs> I mean, I like Justin Hadley. Um, it's – yeah. It's not always easy. Know. It's not always easy to take him. That's, yeah, that's the end of the day. Um, 65 to 1, it's it's tough at that number. But, yeah, that's what we're getting at these at these events that are a little bit weaker fields. So. Right. No. And actually, the number is not even really what I'm upset about. It's more that I just – I'm taking someone that is finishes miscut or in well, the 50s is a little bit too often. Is he going to reverse the curse of the Puerto Rico Open? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I I hope so because he's now on my card. So he's <laughs> if there's anyone that could do it, I think Chessing can do it. Certain design, I don't think it's going to be Tony Finn out anytime soon. So yeah, he's maybe in legal trouble right now too. <laughs> yeah, he is in legal trouble. <laughs> Jesus Christ, sued for like 16 mil or something. Tony, yeah. Yeah, my God, dude, what the hell is going on out there? Um. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Chesson, I, I mean, I'm sure everyone would be happy that has won the Puerto Rico Open if he could break the curse this week. So we're going to root for that. Um, <laughs> I also like, believe it or not, Denny McCarthy this week. Um, another guy at 65 to 1. Um, I, I mean, he's lights out in Bermuda is my biggest reason for taking him. Um, you know, in this field, Denny is first in strokes game putting in the last 24 rounds at this course, second in strokes game putting on Bermuda in the last, his last 24 rounds. So he obviously putts well here. He putts well on Bermuda all the time. He's going to make birdies this week. Um, and I'm I'm very encouraged by the way he's hit his driver recently. He's 19th in fairways gained over his last 24 rounds. Um, and he finished ninth at the Wyndham, uh, which is an, a relatively weak field. Uh, 41st last week, not great, but I'm hoping that the Bermuda Greens can kind of get him a hot putter and have him finish, you know, with a bang. Because if there's anyone that can get make a bunch of birdies in, in groups, it's Denny McCarthy, especially in this this field. I think 65 to one. I think you're catching a pretty good number on him there. So, and uh, he did finish seventh two years ago at Sanderson Farms. So, a little bit of course history for you. Finished 18th, I believe, last year. So, Denny, pretty good bet at 65 to one. Jump aboard. I like the Bermuda angle. I'm going to be using that for a pick that I have coming up a little bit later on. So. Yeah, no, he's that's basically most of the angle. But also the fact that he's, you know, he usually plays pretty well and is not always hitting the ball great off the tee. So might as well try to strike while the iron's hot here. Denny's hitting the ball <laughs> decently off the tee. I mean, he gained almost seven strokes tee to green at the Wyndham. So if he's doing anything close to that this week, I think he's got a shot. So... We'll move on um, to the next group of guys. I don't – I mean, are you taking anyone else in the 65 range, man? I know you do like your boy Tom Lewis. Um, no, I do like Tom Lewis. Um, I tried to really kind of find a way to take him, but uh, he was hot for a little bit there in, like, July. It's just the last, the last couple of months haven't been too pretty. Um, he wasn't great in the start of the PGA Tour season last year, so going to need Tom Lewis to show me a little bit more. Uh, hopefully it does well, but yeah. Yeah, really I think I, I, I think that's fair enough. Um, all right, before we get to like the guys that are 80 and you know above, um, boss, is there anyone that you 
are liking this week that's kind of inside of the range we just talked about, 65 and under? Um, I mean, I'm going to reverse just a little bit towards the beginning of your conversation, which is I found it interesting that both of you said you considered Redmond and Burns, and you each decided to take the opposite number. I'm yeah. going to cover my bases here, and I'm taking them both. Okay. <laughs> Plain and simple, going to make it easy. Uh, there are two guys, you know, that I like, obviously, like you guys said, normally we get better numbers, but given the strength of this, this field and kind of how their game sets up for the course, I like them both. And I'm not too thrilled about many other options down the board. So I'm just going to take both of them and see where, see where we go this week. It doesn't seem like a bad week for the people out there. And that seems like a decent strategy, maybe to take two of the guys inside top 40. I think Burns and Redmond, both great picks and this kind of, Hey, that's what I'm working with this week. Leave yourself some room, maybe for a live play or something along those lines. But, all right, producer boss has spoken. He is with Burns and Doc, which, like mm-hmm. I said, college football season, boys are getting rowdy. <laughs> yeah, that may be the smart play this week. Mississippi uh, we... State also beat LSU or in Mississippi. There's some weird vibes down there. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? So, I like it. Um, yeah, what were you going to say, Matt? We're, we are down at 80-1 to 1 now. Uh, we're down at 80-1 to 1 now. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Boston's strategy seems like a pretty smart strategy, um, but that's, <laughs> we've never been that smart. So. No, no, I mean... <laughs> we like to go with, yeah, a little bit more of a bold strategy. Um, I do and, have some bold plays yeah, coming, I believe. That's why so. we're moving down the board at 80-1, to 1 and we still have a lot of bullets left to fire. Yeah, um, so 80-1, to 1, interesting group. Uh some notable names, Brendan Grace, Chris Kirk, Cameron Tringali, Johnny Vegas, Christopher Ventura, Christopher Ventura, however the hell you say that, Hudson <laughs> Swafford coming off a of victory, uh, Matt Jones, Nate Lashley, quite quite a crew here. Um, Will Gordon's actually moved up to 80-1, to which is kind of surprising. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, Matt. It's, there's a, it's a interesting crew here at 80-1. to We do have about like 20 guys here. Is anyone that stuck out to you? Taylor Gooch, Rich, Richie Wierenski. Rafa, I think I just covered everyone, but that, that's yeah. that's our group at 80. Uh, I'll start off with saying I considered Rafa. He played pretty well at the U.S. Open. Um, terrible on Sunday, but he was in it for a while. And that was after he had played you know, really pretty bad for a while. Um, but I think 80 is a decent number for him if you do like him this week. I'm not going to take him, though. I am going to go for a top 20 with Chris Kirk. Okay. Um. It's basically course history on this one. I mean, he's won here in 2011, and he's got four top tens at this course in his career. So I'm making my pick purely based off of that. Um, he kind of, <laughs> in 2019, he with, like he took an indefinite leave of absence from the tour due to depression and alcohol issues, um, but he's back I remember now, that, yeah. And he's, so, you know, I'm kind of rooting for him anyway. You know, I hope yeah. that he's, you know, gets his head right. And he did win on the Corn Ferry Tour at the end of June this year. And then he played pretty well at the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, so it seems like he's kind of, you know, starting to turn things around a little bit. I'm going to take him for a top 20, I think, back in a familiar place that he's had some success at. Weak field. Are you taking him to win, too? Or top no, 20? top 20. No, no. Okay. I'm not getting carried away. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. I well, like him, but not that much. Good to know, because I might be getting carried away. When, on a guy that I'm going to slap myself for even saying it, but Taylor Gooch. Um <laughs> I don't know why, but yep, he's, uh, yeah, oh man, Taylor Gooch. I, I actually, uh, 
He was at 100 to 1 earlier this week, and now he's at 80, which is making me hesitate now because I did not get him at 100 to 1. But I don't know. He has kind of that feel. I think he, he can definitely get hot at a course like this. He's going to be longer longer than a lot of guys. He has hit his driver relatively accurately recently. Um, and, yeah, he's not – I guess he doesn't love Bermuda. He's pretty average um, in this field in terms of his putting up on Bermuda. Um, I don't know. The number kind of creeped up on me. I'm debating Taylor Gooch very heavily right now. Um, but <laughs> he he's really the last – two months or so i mean he's cashed a couple top 20s at the northern trust uh with the 3m and at the work day um in pretty good fields so it's basically is taylor gooch gonna putt well i mean in that stretch where he cashed four top 20s he did putt well so he's definitely gonna be on my top 20 card this week i think he's pretty good value there um and i may look for a better number than him than 80 to one because it's just not that appealing to me right now but <laughs> <laughs> but I do think he plays well here. Um, but again, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily check the boxes of some of the other guys I liked earlier. So it might be a stretch to take him to win outright. It's probably definitely a stretch to take him outright. <laughs> but nonetheless, it is floating in my brain. So Taylor Gooch will be considered heavily, um, but he'll also be in my top 20 card. So is there anyone else in this range, Matt? I mean, Rafa, I feel like we, we discussed a bit before the show. I know, Interesting I... at 80. It is, because I think that he's actually, like, considering the field, one of the more talented guys. Um, at least he's had a career of, you know, playing pretty well, but... He's the most experienced, probably. One of the most experienced, for sure. Uh, and it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, it's, t- it's really tough to take Rafa this week. Um, no. Yeah, not going to do it. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays well this week and catches, like, a top ten or something like that. Yeah, I could um, see him, like, being in it on, like, Saturday and then just, like, not closing it on Sunday. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I have a couple of deep top 20s coming. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty sure I've covered my bases on my outright picks, Matt. So if you have anyone else you're taking outright, hit us. I have one more outright, uh, 120. I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. Keith Mitchell, we're back on board. Killer Keith. Killer Keith. Back on oh, I said I would never do it again, but here I am. It's a new season. I'm going to forget about last season. And I'm back on Keith Mitchell, Bermuda specialist. Um, he can get hot on the Bermuda greens. He's good off the tee. Will the irons be working? Who knows? But I'm going to hope that they are and that he gets hot with the putter like we know he can. And 120 to 1, it was too appealing to pass on. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is that is like a pretty good number, but I can't say I'm I'm on board with him necessarily winning. But again, another guy that actually, um, you know, plays in a lot of um, plays in much better fields. I mean, we've and we see him in that range in a you know a better field. So I don't I don't hate the value there on Keith Mitchell. Um, and yeah, he's he's at a, a number with a bunch of other guys who you know do have some pedigree on the PJ Tour. Keegan Bradley's at 100 to one. Um, our boy Maverick McNeely, who is I has not played well recently, and he's at 100 to one. Scott Piercy, Bo Hogg, Jason Duffner, um, Mark Hubbard. Um, yeah, some interesting cats down here. Is there anyone else in this range right you're taking for a top 20 or anything like that? Uh, one other guy. It's actually funny you say Keegan Bradley because I looked at the odds list and I didn't even notice his name on there. 
it's not. A but good it actually, see, I mean, if you're going to talk about a course that maybe you don't have to be a good putter, Keegan could actually play decently this week. Um, but I'm going to go with Mark Hubbard for a top 20. Um, I don't know what the odds are yet because they're not out, but he's 120 to one outright. So I imagine I'm going to get a pretty good number on that. He's an accurate driver of the golf ball, 58th, so he should find uh, 58th last year in sh- driving accuracy, so he should be able to find fairways. He's 70th in approach and 29 putting. Um, from the resume last year through the BMW, which was the last playoff event that he was in, he didn't miss a single cut, so he was playing pretty good golf um, to close out last year. We saw him finish 15th of the Wyndham, a little bit of a weaker field. And last year, he kind of feasted on these beginning-of-the-season events. Ironically, he was cut here, but he had a top 10 at the Greenbrier. He was second at the Houston Open, um, and he was 13th at the Safeway last year. So he plays pretty well in these weaker field events. I think he can get a top 20, and it should be a pretty decent number on that. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, I almost kind of passed a guy that I actually do like for a top 10 this week. Um, Cameron Piercy, who's actually... I think I'm kind of riding his current form here, and he does. He did finish 11th at the Sanderson last year, but finished eighth at Corrales last week, and then 23rd at the Safeway a few weeks ago. Um, and yeah, the guy checks a lot of boxes for me this week. I think he's going to put in a good performance. He is 16th in the field in strokes gain approach over his last 24 rounds. Um, I do like the 10 to 15 foot putt range this week. Looking back at last year's field, the guys who putted well in that range. Happened to show a lot of success. Munoz is in that range. Um, Harris English is in that range. A bunch of guys who obviously putt well. I think that range kind of is where you get a bunch of birdies from. So I do like that Percy has putt well from there. Um, and yeah, his name just kind of popped up to me in that range of um, top 20 numbers to be pretty good for that guy. So Cameron Percy, going to be on my card this week. Um, and he will be joined by someone at the 158 to 1 outright number. Um, who I'm adding basically strictly for his putting on Bermuda, uh, Patton Kazire will be on my <laughs> top 20 list. Um, yeah, I mean, not a lot of good things to say about his current form necessarily. I mean, he's losing strokes. He's bleeding strokes all over the place <laughs> in every major statistical category except for putting. Um, but, hey, um, I do love the Bermuda putting angle this week. I think if he can kind of figure it out hit some fairways, hit some greens, he's going to play well this week. And I do like that he made the cut last week in Punta Cana, finished 41st. Um, so it's a weird time of year right now in the season. I don't know how ramped up guys are, where their focus level's at, but I like that he played last week and can kind of maybe turn that top 50 into a top 20 this week. Um, so Pat Kazire on comfortable territory on Bermuda. Um, and does have some course history here here as well he did finish fourth in 2016 and 10th in 2018 so Patton Kazire back in a familiar place let's do some good things Patton nice for a lot top 20 yeah I mean if you're looking for another spin on him he's from Alabama and he played his college golf at Auburn so he's kind of from this area of the country used to the courses down here SEC country yeah so maybe a little uh you know home cooking for Patton yeah, we might. I just might just start looking up all the guys who went to SEC schools and taking them. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually looking at like people who are associated with Mississippi, and just nothing came up. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, we don't have any listeners from Mississippi because 
I'm not, not 100% on that, but it's we may not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Paddy Kazire is down at 150-1. to 1. I do have one more play for top 20 of a guy I have not mentioned who is way down there. Um, so, yeah, Matt, floor is yours in terms of anyone in outside of 150 to 1 that you may take as a top 20 or something like that. Um, man, I looked. I was trying to find someone – Real bad, and I just pretty much hate every name down there. Um, I got, <laughs> yeah. I got nothing deeper. Yeah, wow. All right, well, I, I think I got something pretty exciting for you guys. Um, Will McGirt, <laughs> Bermuda specialist. Um, Will McGirt <laughs> is at, I believe, 420 to 1. So I'm hoping to God that he's we're going to potentially get an over, uh, like, plus 1,000 type scenario for a top 20 on McGirt. Um but yeah, there's the guys. The guys finished second here in 2016. I mean, not that far removed. Um, and again, I mean, it's going to come down to the putter for this guy. He's not played particularly well recently, but I and he hasn't played a lot, which is a little weird. But um, his last showing was a made cut at Safeway, and you know, 67th, finished 68th at the Memorial. Bunch of missed cuts, and that's why we're seeing Will McGirt at 420 to one, folks. That's <laughs> that's exactly why. But not everyone putts like Will on Bermuda, so I'm um, hoping that he can get hot this week and hopefully just hit some fairways, because if he's hitting fairways, he's he's going to be a pretty average guy in strokes and approach at, when it, things are all said and done, um, but maybe the Bermuda maybe Bermuda putter gets going for Will this week at whatever he goes off at for top 20. So, Also, Will McGirt, I believe, is from SEC country. He's North Carolina. Um, yeah, yep. probably this. Yeah, country That's boy. It. That there it is, country boy. Just doing a thing in the country, in Mississippi, trying to make some, trying to make some money, and cash the top twenty. I think it's possible. Well, so I don't know why his name stuck out to me so much this this week, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to add on Will McGirt, <laughs> but um, I hope he plays well for you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's weird. He's, I mean, he's played well here. So I don't know what. Um, ha- do you know what happened to him in 2019? I guess probably not. I don't see any statistics for him, but maybe he was injured or something. Not 100 percent positive, but it is funny in this field. Uh, strokes gain total. He's first um, at this at this course. So okay, well that that's definitely that's definitely why he he snuck up on me because um, he's also fifth in strokes gain T degree to this place. So. Um, he's played well here, um, has some course history, can definitely putt well in Bermuda. He's, you know, he's not young, he's not in very good shape, but he is <laughs> at a great price. So, oh. Will McGirt will be added to my card, and I'm still going to have some shaking out to do to, to, to figure out this card this week. But um, Yeah, you look like you might be a bit overexposed at the Sanderson Farms. <laughs> well it's only overexposed if they don't win so sure okay that's fair currently right now i feel i feel regularly exposed i feel like i'm exposed but not overly um but now that we recap this i do have definitely have burns um hadley mccarthy redmond's probably gonna be on there and fratelli since i'm taking gooch off with his number change uh but i'm gonna take gooch in the top 10 top 20 scenario uh, Cameron Percy, Carlos Ortiz. I'm probably going to take Fratelli in that same fashion. I'm going to get on you with JT Poston. And Pat, Pat and Kazire, Will McGirt will also be on my card as well. 
Um, and God bless, bless my soul. Lucas Glover may end up on there, and hopefully I don't touch Gooch <laughs> outright. So. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Doc Redman. I, I'm going to get on Fratelli in some fashion with you. Um, he's most likely going to find his way on there for now, right? But I'll probably take him <laughs> for like a top 10 or something too. Um, Sergio... JT Poston and Killer Keith Mitchell. And then the top 20s, I'm adding in uh, Chris Kirk. I'm going to have Poston in there. Mark Hubbard. And I will probably have Keith Mitchell for a top 20 as well. All right. So that's our cards, folks. Obviously, Boss is with us on Burns and Redmond. So we've got some group picks there. We will share our picks on Twitter and Instagram. Um We've been a little slow with that recently, but we'll make sure to get those <laughs> going this week. Um, and, yeah, so that's it for episode 39. Um, we're closing in on about a month and a half until the Masters. So, yeah, seven weeks, I believe. I yeah. So that's exciting. So we do have that to look forward to. Um, and then hopefully, yeah, this fall season we got going on here, that's going to be different than it has been in the past. not going to be – the Asian swing this year. Um, hopefully we get some good fields and Sanderson farms looks like a great place to start off some victories um, in this new season. So yeah, I'm hoping we got a little bit of a run here. It's been we, a little I slow for yeah, on the outrights yeah. recently. Yeah. We, could, we had a couple close calls, but yeah, we need, we need a winner. Uh, we need, we need the mojo to be back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Hey, if anything's possible in Mississippi and we have some good picks <laughs> out, we do have some good picks out there this week. So I think one of our guys is going to, Get in the winner's circle. So let's do it. And next week, episode 40. Kind of exciting. So till then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've come a long way. We have come a long way. So till then, next week, boys, we'll see you then. Talk see to you guys. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.